0: Welcome to Ego Netcast. I am Martin Lindeskog. Hi, Lee.
1: Hello, how's it going?
0: Good. What are you <laughs> thinking about?
1: Oh my gosh. Uh well, I just learned a lot about different topics that that we can dive into today and I am just I'm thinking about the whole ego surfing situation. It's something I talk to my clients about. I'm thinking about uh social media and like the ups and downs and why we love it, why we hate it, all that kind of stuff. You got me like sparked just now as we're prepping for this show. So I've got my mind filled.
0: (laughs) Great Great to hear. Yeah. I hear you you have lots of energy and I saw that on your website also. So please uh, explain what's a social media Sherpa. Uh, Oh, yes.
1: uh, What is your social media Sherpa? So... Your social media sir, Sherpa is a business I have to help empower business owners to do their own marketing. I give them clarity and accountability on how to do their own social media. The people that I help most are people who've done the work, who, who have business contacts, who are good networkers, who have an entire audience of people that love and adore them already offline. I help them take all of that attention and relationship and help it bring them online that a lot of times business owners don't realize that all they've cultivated offline is the same as social media and it's all related. So one of my clients is like an Indian matchmaker. She has a great email list of contacts and past business people and people that can refer her. And she's never once sent an email out to them. And there's a pool of attention there that she's missing out on. So it's helping people build the tech systems into their business so they can have a complete marketing cycle from mark- from social media content to emails, to showing yourself as an expert, to answering the questions in anticipation of what your clients need. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Mari, can I tell your audience a little bit more about how I got into this?
0: Yeah, do
1: that. (laughs) So absolutely. So we were talking a little bit earlier about social media being the best thing and the worst thing potentially. And social media in my life has actually changed everything. As a kid, I didn't have a ton of friends. I didn't have a lot of relationships. And I end up finding my community of people that I love and adore on MySpace. Uh, so, way back in the day, I found people hmm. that liked the same weird hobbies that I did. So, for me, social media changed my life is how I accessed cool people that I never would have met before. I mean, I'm talking to you today because of the power of the internet. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: Pod, pod Mesh. So, um, yeah. Uh, shout out to them, this new service yes. for uh, uh, matchmaking in a way between guests and hosts.
1: Absolutely. Like, that you got to see a profile of me and what I can offer you as a host. And we got to have a conversation and all the nitty gritty details that are user- usually really tricky when coordinating a podcast were kind of already done for us. So it, 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 I'm glad we had a good match here and that I got to be here today. So right. social media win that. I learned about them on LinkedIn. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and
0: I, I saw your <laughs> comment there that you liked uh, uh, the cartoonish uh thing the, uh, of myself that is uh, created by uh, fine artist and cartoonist editor, cartoonist John Cox that I put on my yeah. LinkedIn profile. So that's that's funny and nice comments. So thanks yeah. for that. And oh, you, you, have a, you have a bit of uh, doing that in your way also with your name there yeah. the pron- pronunciation in parentheses. Could you tell about uh, your first name and your last name a bit?
1: Yeah. So Shaili Hakimian. Shaili means my gift in Hebrew. Mm -hmm. And I was born on Mother's Day. So I was my mom's gift. So that's how that came to be. The funny part about this is my mom's like she says her best language is French. So the way she spelled my name in like American English is actually like people like to pronounce it Shaili. Uh, even though in French it's pronounced shyly, but she decided to make it a little bit more complicated for me. So I always like to put it in parentheses because I know so many people, even people that I've known for years, sometimes don't remember if it's Shiley or Shaley. So I want to make it easier for anybody that wants to connect with me. So uh, I'm glad you saw that.
0: <laughs> and how do you pronounce your last name?
1: Oh, Hakimian. I say mm-hmm. Hakimian. I have relatives that say Hakimian. I'm more flexible on that.
0: So. Yeah. So you have also yeah. background from, is it, um, you said this uh, Hebrew, so that's uh, Israeli, yeah. Jewish. And also uh, yeah. from Morocco. Is that right?
1: Yes. My mom is from Morocco. So that's where her French comes from.
0: Yeah. Okay. And my so dad that's... is
1: from uh, Iran.
0: Okay. For Persia. Uh, Persian country. <laughs> yeah. I, I say Persia. Yeah. I have a lot yeah, of friends. Yeah, you can. It works yeah I have plenty of friends in in uh, coming from Persia uh, from uh, call now <laughs> Iran and i'm yes. I'm following what's happening very uh, very closely so and and oh, John wow. Cox uh, that uh, did this car- uh, caricature of me uh, he uh, worked together with one called al uh, All and they had a site called Black and White World or Cox and Forcomb, but the books called Black and White World editorial cartoonist. And so they had a whole series about uh, what's going on in in Iran and the student movements and how you could support them and so on, so that was a oh, wow. uh, fascinating and interesting piece there wow. so yeah, so now yeah. we we'll go go into when we do this ego search or ego surfing, so when I searched on on the way you pronounce oh, your man. name, <laughs> uh, similar to like that yeah. uh, I look up to uh, Gary Weiner Shuck. And he pronounced yes. that also on his book. Gay Gary Wayner Shack. So, like yes. similar to Sh- 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 Shiley. Then I get like yeah. a thousand results there, and and first it's pictures, it's Twitter.
1: <laughs> it's videos,
0: it's Twitter again, it's Spotify, it's everywhere your po- podcast, Breaker Audio, that's also a podcast uh, podcatcher uh, client there, Listen Notes, that's an interesting service for uh, listening to podcasts, and Periscope that you have done, Twitter, yes. uh, that's owned by Twitter, and there you had some uh, uh, person Jewish wedding, could you tell about that? Uh,
1: wait, so, oh, my podcast, oh, my Periscope episode? Yeah. So... I miss Periscope. That was like my version of like podcasting way back, like four years ago. So one of the things I used to do debates on Periscope, but the other thing I really love to do on Periscope is show people what my culture is like, what being Jewish is like, what, you know, what a holiday would be like, what a Persian Jewish wedding looks like. So I took my cousin and I and I showed people what it looked like. Our weddings tend to be more fun, more crazy, more people, more food than like a typical Jewish wedding. So I wanted people to see what that looked like. And that mm. was a little clip of it, so uh, I'm glad you got to check that out.
0: Yeah, is <laughs> it cool. similar to like this uh, the movie that's called The Big Greek Wedding or something like that? Is it similar to? You know,
1: to... yeah, a little bit. Uh, that yeah. plus Jewish, plus yeah. Jewish, plus more Persian food. It's yeah. That movie could have been my life too. We have a really yeah. big Greek population in Chicago. I think the movie took place in Chicago. So yeah, definitely we have a lot of Greek family friends, and and they I think they get me more than uh, some of my peers. So
0: yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. And we could talk about yeah. this uh, Chicago directly on the spot here. The so-called yeah. windy city. And I know th- yeah. that it's also about climate, but it's also about politicians. So yeah. how, how, how how are things there now uh, in Chicago?
1: Oh, it's interesting. So with Corona, like I have a big chunk of my friends who are very nervous to go do too many things. Yeah. And then there's some bars that are open and still people are going out and drinking. And I'm like, are you crazy? Like this is Corona time. But um, mm. I know we've, I think the city has done a decent job of trying to like take care of our, uh, us better than I think some other cities in the U.S. So I feel like we're in a good spot. The weather has been good. So yeah. I've been pretty lucky. Yeah.
0: And we we will talk about that because I saw another uh, search result here in, in another search in DuckDuckGo. It was something with chefs and food. Uh, so what? you have done that also. A chef when- feeds
1: what is that? Ooh, I want to know yeah. what that is. Chef, what did yeah. I
0: do? Yeah, that was on DuckDuckGo, Chef's uh, Chef's Feed. So,
1: I, yeah. so this is what happens when I search myself on Google. Yeah. Can I just tell you, this is something, I think what I really love about what you're doing, and this is what I tell my clients all the time, is that whenever someone wants to hire someone else, they're going to look you up on the internet, and you have yep. no idea what they're going to find. So to know that you did that, it's like, I'm sure you're not the only one to do that, but you verbalizing it, I think, reminds me, and I should remind my clients that like, this is what people do. Like when they want to know what your deal is, they will find you online. They will look at your LinkedIn. They will look at everything. And if you have good information on there, that's going to only help. So, oh, here, what's this? Oh, yeah. what is this? I'm looking at the Chef's Feed thing. Yeah. Oh, what was this? Ooh, I didn't even know I had this.
0: No, so you have I to. I, I I I signed up for a newsletter there, so that's the good thing. I mean, Google is the dominant player out there. Ooh and i have mixed feelings about google i mean in a way it's a very clean way to search for things but you should take that in account that you are the product also when you search on google uh, so that's why i like to search on alternative search engines also like duckduckgo and then you could find some tidbits oh, that uh, oh. that you don't find so on some other places so so i did that also and found this uh, uh, and also it was some uh, space called cloud uh, peeps or something oh, like that it was my God. You like got
1: cloud that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> freelancing
0: service, right? Is yes. about a good place to to find gigs uh, and so on.
1: I don't know. I joined them like a few, like maybe three years ago, four years ago. The website looked really nice, was really pretty, but it looked like yeah. some of these platforms. That now that I've gone less to freelancing, some of these platforms, like they know that there's plenty of people that will work and they'll work for a good rate. And I think yeah. uh, the amount of effort you have to do to pitch someone on that platform isn't worth, I think, what the compensation was for me. And I just it, they were asking for a lot and I, I just, I don't, I'm not in the era of where my business is, where I'm writing long proposals or I, I won't jump through hoops. I know what I bring to my right. clients. And I know what I bring to the table. And, you know, if you, if my website doesn't answer that enough for you, like, and you don't have follow-up questions and like, I, I don't want to, I'm not jumping through hoops. So I, it wasn't okay. the right place that's, for me.
0: That's good to know because when I, I could, uh, for when I'm creating my last website, so to speak, it will be less is more. <laughs> And, but that's, I mean, that's a hard thing to explain, but then you don't want to make all the hoops. You want them to have this attraction, uh, marketing also and, and yeah. to get them on the same level. But of course, it's your job to explain it. So you had one topic that we could uh, discuss there about bartering, that you have done yeah. that in the past. And, and then you had some comments on that. What's your thoughts on bartering or trading in that way nowadays?
1: Oh, it's a juicy one. This is one that I keep thinking about because. And this is one of those great, like, hashtag, I call it hashtag debate, where you debate something because there's a lot of different perspectives here. So when I was a kid, for example, my dad, like, was part of, like, this international trading association, something, something, where he would trade jewelry and he would get some Mm -hmm. sort of other benefit. I remember getting, uh, you know, he would trade jewelry for more jewelry on my teeth. I remember my my orthodontist was paid for on trade. Uh, He Mm -hmm. gave them, like, some sort of jewelry and I got free braces. Uh, And my teeth are not the straightest anymore. (laughs) No, mine mine
0: is not straight either, and I haven't had this kind of thing. But (laughs) I like the idea. But this thing, exactly what you're saying now, I'm all for it philosophically.
1: There's trickiness to it, for sure.
0: But but in a a modern society, so-called, you have so-called, how should I say it, that have opinion about this. In America and in Sweden and others that they want to have a cut on that, even if you're bartering, because they feel like they have a right to a piece of the barter, right? But I'm mm. all for it, because in the future, we'll go more and more to bartering, and you have to understand the trader principle, But we have an exchange. Uh, but, for example, in Sweden, on every, um, how to say, transaction, it's a VAT of 25%. So we have 25% VAT, like tax on everything. You, oh, if you yeah. have raw material, like jewelry, and then you make, or you have gold and then you make it jewelry, then it's 25%. And if uh, then you sell that and somebody in uh, repair it and something, then it's 25% on that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's going <laughs> to the, uh, the IRS and and the state and the tax and so on. Sure. So, but if you do bartering, then of course it will be you will cut uh, in a different way. But that's how it worked uh, in the past and could work in the future.
1: Sure. So,
0: uh,
1: there, yeah, there's uh, a and lot. that's a problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I have so much to say on this too. I appreciate what you're saying here of like, yeah, saving costs and like potential opportunities to try stuff out. There's a lot there
0: yeah Uh, but then you have the other thing like a freelancer or a solopreneur that maybe some people want to barter with you but you have to pay for their services but they want to get it yeah a very special deal so it's it's
1: happened to me before uh, it could be a
0: backside yeah
1: there's definitely a backside to this so there's there's a lot of pieces here one of the pieces is uh this is kind of where it really kind of like this is kind of where it got me interesting is that because i'd seen my dad do it it was something that i was open to and as someone who was starting a business i didn't know you know i was terrified to risk my money on something that maybe didn't work so i said you know what Mm -hmm. i put a page up on my website and just leave it there and if somebody has something that i want that they want back they will tell me and then we will figure it out together and because that was how i could consider potentially affording stuff because i knew i had things that other people wanted and we could maybe find a way and with consent and everything. So if we did do something, I always like to like make a little contract and all that kind of stuff because I want to protect all assets and all people. Yep. So a story that happened was a few years ago I was at a business networking group and I'd gotten to know everybody there pretty well. One of the members mm. there was a coach and she had a sister that was a writer. And the sister was trying to build her business through social media. And so we mm. came up with an agreement that she was going to edit some of my website copy and that I was going to teach her some social media Because for me, I needed help with my writing and it wasn't something that I'm good at, but I know she could benefit from what I had. And I thought, why not? So I think she was hesitant. Her and the sister were hesitant about me. And I was like, I want to put this with trust. I wrote a contract up. I did like an hour of the review of her website to give her feedback. And I was expecting her to do some back. And after I sent her everything, she never did her share of what we we wrote down and what we negotiated. And to me, Mm -hmm. it made me really judge her sister who introduced me to her because It makes her look bad that she didn't go on her end of the deal. And on top of that, like we see this happening all the time, too, where like somebody does the thing really well and they put their heart in something. The other person, you know, doesn't really try very hard for their end of the deal. It's a little different. So that's I think we were even messaging about this, like the idea of like when you pay for something, you value it a lot more. There's that whole dynamic is if you don't pay for the thing, you don't value the thing. And and chances are when you're not getting actual money, like the amount of service that I would put into a barter potentially could be lower. And I like to think I try, hmm. but, you know, there's ways that I can like put like, you know, protect myself here. But those are all things that are really juicy. So there, there are ways that I like to do it that have been comfortable for me, but I don't want to get taken advantage of like I had in the past. So that's where it's risky. I mean, I have more on this, too. Um, can I share? Can I share with your audience like yeah. how I barter nowadays?
0: Please do. So
1: one thing that I've done that's low risk for me and low risk for the other person that's very quick and efficient is I do these like I start off with like a 30 minute consultation trade. So what I'll do is let's say like I had a I I didn't know a lot about accounting and I didn't know who to hire and I didn't know what I needed to answer. And I met an accountant guy that wanted to improve his LinkedIn. And, you know, neither of us really wanted to spend any money. And I was like, well, perfect. We have something that we each of us wants. We would do like a 20 to 30 minute trade off. So he would teach, I would ask him questions for 20 minutes on accounting and he would give me answers, and I would work 20 minutes with him on how to improve his LinkedIn profile. And you know, at the end of the day, we both used equal amounts of time. We didn't have to do anything outside of the phone calls, and we both got a lot of insights that we didn't have before. And now I feel way better about my own accounting cuz I have context now and I knew exactly what I needed to hire for when I did finally get an accountant, bookkeeper, tax person. So that's how I do it now.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And I was ask as a devil's advocate then. Please, I like the <laughs> idea. And I don't like accounting and I'm ready to pay for it or use yeah. a service. Sure. So uh, now you could use service that somebody take care of it and also exactly. send the invoice, but they take a cut of it.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, but otherwise
0: you need an accountant. But
1: yes.
0: this guy who, who you helped with LinkedIn profile, that could turn into clients or leads yeah. to him. How yeah. is that valued? Compared uh, to, of course, in your way, if you don't uh, do the accounting in the right way, then you could uh, pay, in, you know, you have yeah. to pay for your so-called mistakes, Exactly. but you don't really, you really can't earn anything on your account in a way you can, because you if you money. do it right, then you save money and then you could focus on other things. But do, do you see what I'm saying? Because I'm talking with potential clients about podcasting and what that could do for their business. Yeah. Of course, I am a cost, but uh, I have also a proposal that could lead to business for them if I do it, like social media. Sure. As I, again, I said it's no rocket science, but I have done it for a long time and you have done it for a long time. Yeah. So we knows tips and tricks and uh, we could give them some advice and especially my focus you know, in, on inspiration to inspire them to do but that's uh, a value that also that you start doing something because then you could look back it it was good that i started blogging or podcasting or starting a newsletter for example
1: yeah absolutely there is a lot of value in what you can teach to someone else and and it's good to know that you package it and that you know what, what what it's worth and you know why they should value you and i think that's That's really important because you can, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, if somebody wants to do a trade or something like that, both parties have the chance to say no or to negotiate terms. It doesn't have to be like working 100 hours for someone and then not getting anything back. There's ways to do it safely. There's ways to do it um, that are feasible, that are safe and beyond. But yeah, that's the big one. I remember, I think we were talking a little bit about this. I had somebody that I look up to in the Chicago business scene. uh, I was talking to her about bartering. She said, you know, I don't do it anymore because you never get the same quality of work. If they're gonna start doing work for people, they're always gonna prioritize they're paying customers over you. So you're never yep. gonna get the same amount of work. So instead of trading, just pay cash for whatever it is, even if it ends up being the same amount of money, it just changes the dynamic immediately. And from then on, I like rethought about my bartering page on my website and thought, do I wanna do this? Is this what I need? But I said that's I think at the end of the day it's it's making sure that the trades are safe, that they're time for time potentially, and and more consultative based. And for me, it's, it's been a great impact this year. Uh, actually about a year ago, I met this woman, uh, who saw my bar page. She looked at my website. She did an ego surf of me before she came to my in-person workshop and saw that I needed help organizing my space. That is something I am Hmm. just not good at. And so for the last, like for six months, I would say from like last fall to like, I don't know, March this year, she was messaging me about like, Hey, what can we do together? She needed some encouragement and motivation on how to network. And I, she knew I knew a lot about that. So I would do I would respond to her messages on LinkedIn about what she wanted to know about coaching and you know, motivating herself and business and her career. And then she came to my apartment for two hours one day and helped me get organized. I still have one set of shelves that have stayed organized like since I don't know, what was it, since February because of her. And it's been a huge help. Mm. And I almost like want to call her back and be like, I need some more. So she <laughs> mm. was really great. And maybe That's I'd good. even hire her because this is what she might want to do as a business. So it worked out really nice i think for both of us and and you know we didn't you know we just put in the time and then we left so anyway yeah it was really cool
0: and i i have talked about this and also done a podcast episode about that when it's coming to somebody pick your pick your brain yes that they want to have a short uh, meeting or, or, or lunch or coffee or tea and only have some questions do you have five minutes
1: yeah, um, and, uh, and and yeah, and
0: I've been there, done that, and learned from that. And I uh, ventilated about it also to a great uh, community for independent uh, entrepreneurs and solar entrepreneurs, and also working online called Fizzle. And they uh, talked about that on their podcast show, and I, I learned from that because how to be better to ask questions about the corporation and, and, and doing the business. So I learned from that, but it's pretty funny. So I will include that in, in the show notes also. And, and this book about picking your brain, you can't afford it. So have you been there also? Yes, that, yes. Yeah? I'm going
1: to shout out this person I look up to, Saya Hillman of macandcheeseproductions.com. She has a whole, uh, I think she mentions the, I think the book or whatever you just mentioned, but she writes about yeah, it. I think she yeah. tags it in there. And she made this point super duper clear is that She is somebody that a lot of people look up to. A lot of people want um, her knowledge. She's basically built a career around doing a variety of things that she loves and getting paid for it, literally designing the life that she wants and Mm -hmm. affording to do it. And I mean, I fell in love with her message like when I saw her do a TEDx talk like seven years ago. But she says, everybody says, oh, can we meet up? Can we hang out? Can we talk? And she really highlights the fact that she has something that everybody wants and like if she said yes to every person who had coffee, she'd be meeting for coffee every day and people just asking her for ideas and tips and stuff. And that's not really fair. It's like that. Why is her well have to run empty? Because she has to help people. And as women, especially we feel like not everybody, but a lot of women feel obligated that they have to help everybody. And she said that she had a lot of guilt over saying no to people who wanted to meet up with her because of it. But she's right. She has something that people want to know about. And If they want, they can pay her consulting rate on her website and she'll happily talk to you. But she, that's not her, she doesn't owe anybody that and that knowledge. And at the same time, I'm going to echo this too, is that like, you know, I've had people want to do this for me, to me, and I've had this happen to me before, but like, what is going to say? They don't, people say, Oh yeah, I want to learn more about your business, how you got into your career and all this stuff. But you know, if you're going to, if I'm going to take my time out of my day to teach you this stuff, I'd like to think that you're, you're going to value that. And if I say something that's relevant to your career, that you might try to at least do something about it, or at least acknowledge that what I've given you is supposed to be helpful to you. I think, That is something that I think happens all the time, which is why I'm so hesitant to get on the phone with anybody is that I want to make sure that our times are being valued, valued. So I don't think people realize that like like even the other day, like I have a logo that I'm working on and I'm not I've been putting off putting a logo on for a while. But I have a mentor who happens to be a branding specialist. I was terrified to ask her for help because this is what she does for a living. She gets paid to do this. stuff. You know, I don't want to take advantage of her time. And, you know, if I don't like something that she says, like, I'm going to feel really guilty if I don't listen to it, because I know that this is super valuable what she's spending the time on. So I don't think most people realize how delicate that is. Most people will just ask you for things without the relationship building. And I think for me, this has been a huge, like, anxiety point for me, because I don't want to ask people for too much. And I also think that's probably why women don't do as well sometimes, depending on who you are in certain businesses, women don't ask for help. I don't ask for help. When I say what I'm talking about me. Like, I don't even do that because I'm scared of taking someone's time and knowledge and insights. But I know plenty of people don't care and they'll ask people for things and maybe they'll move forward in life. I just, I want people to know I value them and their efforts and their time. So that's my thoughts on that. There's so much there.
0: That's good. So, I will give you some um, uh, book tip there that you could read more about yes. that also. So, yeah. And and uh, did you talk about this? Uh, that was also a search, like 2112, yes. uh, Chicago Roundtable. Uh, that was a search <laughs> was uh, result amazing also. Room. Uh,
1: Changed my life. The yep. mentor I was just talking yep. about I met her through that group. She she helps run it and she's an amazing human being. Strawberry Design Studio, Strawberry Design Studios. She is phenomenal. So I was just talking about her. It's funny you say that. But I've networked with that group for like more than 3 years now, 4 years. I've hired people from that group, people have hired me from that group. Uh, we meet every month and it's absolutely phenomenal. So so many kick butt people in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it, is it uh, just in Chicago or is it other places in the United States? of America? One
1: chapter and it meets, it used to meet at 2112 every month. Now it's virtual. So if you're out of Chicago, you can visit yeah. now. So it's really, yeah. it's a great group. We have great speakers. It's a great community. Uh, it, it, you know, I'll tell you yeah. this. This is kind of cool. There is a lot of business networking groups out there. And one of them, uh, th- a group of these women that started this group are a part of, and it's a big women's association that's national. They have chapters everywhere. And there was some drama in the local chapter and this group of women were like, why are we paying membership dues for this thing? Why don't we just start our own group? And that's how the round table formed. There was a bunch of women who were really fringy who left this other networking group to, 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 hmm. to create their own that did the things that they wanted for their careers. So it's not just women, but we have a lot of women, really kick butt women, and it's, it's a lovely community. For sure, for sure. So anyone's hmm. invited. <laughs>
0: that's that's great yeah. to
1: hear. Yeah.
0: So when I s- search on... On your name, uh, without the pronunciation in parentheses, I got five thousand eight hundred sixty results, Ooh. and where it was your website, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and then you recently was uh, guest on a, a podcast here called uh, Restarting America. Yeah. Can you tell a bit about that?
1: Yeah, so uh, Restarting America is a podcast on what what's going to happen now with people's businesses as everything has changed because of COVID. Uh, it's from this, uh, company called, uh, it's a company that like does SEO marketing, uh, 97 switch, 97, 97 switch. And, uh, they do SEO and all that yep. stuff. So my friend, Josh, who's a mentor, who's a friend, he's changed my life. Dion was like, Hey, Shail, let's have you on this podcast. And so I did. And it's, uh, and I'm really glad to, to partner up with a good friend that I know here. And, and we've always like learned from each other marketing wise. He knows a lot about SEO. I know a lot about LinkedIn and, We've grown a lot from each other over the years. So to do a podcast with him was pretty cool. That's a little bit about it. It So that's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And I I will update my own LinkedIn profile when I publish my last site. Yeah. Uh, But I have, uh, I like LinkedIn. I like Twitter. I like Facebook. Same. But I have my views also that have grown uh, and built over time. But to create your own hub uh, or uh, so, and then you could have different satellites, but you create your own website you have a newsletter and then you you are, you have a, your own podcast or you are a guest on a podcast yeah. because i see how linkedin is copying facebook yeah. and vice versa yeah. and 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 you get these so called stress uh, elements that you could celebrate somebody's birthday you could you get reminders of all kind of things yeah. you get tagged by uh, contacts and it's um, It's lots going on. And now, I mean, LinkedIn have started with live streaming also. I'm
1: waiting for it. I love it. I can't wait.
0: And I I like it in a way. uh, And I I want to test for it. But I know that it's some kind of invitation system. Yeah. But what I see is also it's not always easy to search or find. or I mean, if you have a thread on LinkedIn a year ago, how do you find that uh, later on compared to a blog post or, or podcast episode or a new uh, an issue of a newsletter? It's hard. Uh, so so yeah. Let's do it. Uh, so that's uh, yeah. So so I I wonder about that and also uh, they have been pretty good. Uh, I think LinkedIn on buying uh, different uh, properties like SlideShare and now uh, recently. Because it's great uh, mining for them, a data bank of, uh, of material and presentations and uh, titles, uh, job titles and so on, and contact information. But they recently sold that to oh, another really? company I saw. Oh, I didn't a, know that. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't seen any more about it, but I will do some investigations and learn about more about it. But, I mean, they have been very profitable, yeah. uh, LinkedIn, uh, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. They,
1: they're leveraging. They're yeah. they're trying to so, sell these memberships. Like if you're a recruiter, if you're in sales, you're gonna pay their hundred dollar month or whatever. <laughs> and then
0: yeah, and that's what I have a bit, and I'm very open with that. Uh, and I call myself I'm a former purchaser. So I'm a bit allergic to all of the sales uh, and pushy they're out really there annoying. because they want to connect with you, and the next second they want to sell that something to you. Work. And, and yeah. Uh, No, I know, but that's how they they are trained in a way. It's (laughs) unfortunate. To joke now Like That's what they taught
1: old school sales guys. Like back in the day, it was like the more people you reach out to, you know, if you reach out to 100, maybe you'll get two people out of it that might buy your thing. And so they've kept that, people have kept that old school mentality on LinkedIn. I don't love it. I think that's really annoying when people do that, but I get why people do it. I, I'm not that's not how I that's not yeah. my business philosophy. I want to get to know people. I want to build relationships. And and the way that I post content on LinkedIn is literally reminding every single person that I know I'm connected with, that I'm around and that I'm giving away insights. My post this week was about podcasting and how to promote podcasts on LinkedIn. And a lot of people found value in it. And I said, Hey, that's, that's some good stuff. So, but it keeps people in mind is that it reminds yeah. people that, Hey, Shiley's around, we should reach out to her, we should refer her people, And I got like, I don't know, like three messages this week of like, maybe you want to work with Shiley. And I'm like, I wonder why that happened. I wonder why you remembered me. I wonder if I was LinkedIn. That's good.
0: Yeah. And uh, one of the LinkedIn, I think he is one of the founders. He has a great podcast that I listened to recently. So yeah. So, uh, and they took, yeah, I think it was, uh, we talked about this other thing that you wanted to have help with. uh, uh, getting uh, uh, your inbox oh, to zero uh, and hello.com and yeah. i think uh, maybe he didn't interview him it was somebody else that he interviewed about that how to to build a base and how to then uh, to make money of it but uh, first to do the foundation and i got the invite but uh, I, I would probably not continue with it because it had some uh, i mean it, it it's worth probably but it, in a way it's not your yeah. own domain and it cost a bit and it's a bit vanity thing but I like the founders of yes. uh, the company and what Lisa they've
1: is done really before.
0: Quite
1: cool. uh, the founder. Yeah,
0: and uh, it is also a, a stress factor with yes. your inbox. Uh, so it's it's a good take on it. And when I mean, we'll see uh, because they paid pretty much. Uh, he wrote a, a Medium article, or yeah. Medium, about how much, not exactly how much they paid for it, but they paid for hey.com a hefty amount for that domain.
1: I'm sure so, it's- it's a cool thing. I'm with you, Jason Freed, I think has tried to really solve for things and he has a great team yep. and they you know it's funny they I think his whole team is like fifty people for his other company. like it kept it lean when other companies would try to go big. but uh, I do love the idea of making things easier. I think that was a huge mistake to not let people use their own domains and I think they may have wasted a massive opportunity with so much attention being on this product for the yep. last two years. I think that was a huge mistake because I yep. I think it would have been a little easier for me to like stick around. Like, I really loved the first two weeks right in my trial. And I think it was really nice to block something. Yeah. But part of me is also like, you know, I would have paid for it because I, I was thinking about hiring someone to organize my inbox. And she's like, it's going to take 20 hours a week for a few weeks. I'm like, ah, yeah. and that's not what I need. But like, but like, I'm part yeah. of me is wishing that maybe a Google will come in and get, take those ideas out there. But then as a marketer,
0: they, they yeah. probably, but then you will be one. I have Gmail and I like it in a way, but I know that I'm I'm a part of their product because it's a bit uh, it scary. Is. You read an email and then you are wandering around on the internet and suddenly uh, uh, an ad right. pops up. And
1: it, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: and yeah, yeah, and it's also in different on different things. You read something on Gmail and suddenly on your Instagram account
1: it's you zinging, see an ad. But I find good and, about they are, it. and they
0: are and they are connected. Yeah, so how it's do secrets, they do that? Right? Yeah, and then that's, yeah, it's to reading sure. the fine print. Yeah, uh, I want to follow up with a, yeah. you on
1: this because this email thing is big. Uh, you've been in the marketing world, I've been in the marketing world. This is where the other part comes in is that if I want to get the joy of hey, and one of the best things about hey is that you can block people from getting into your main inbox. So instead of unsubscribing, they're like basically hiding mm-hmm. all these emails from people that I you know, signed up for a year ago. But if I'm, let's say, a marketer and I've got a system like hey in place, people are, are people going to block my emails? And is that going to lose a lot of eyeballs? I think emails have gone pretty much unfiltered for, you know, decades. So if somebody were to change it up, I think, Hmm. Hey, is hopefully going to help shape uh, the future of email and really say like, Hey, we don't want to be spam. What's up? I can't figure out how to manage my email. And I still have yet to see a tool that can pull out all the most relevant emails and keep away all the spammy ones. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, UnrollMe yeah. exists, but they're also selling your data. They're also taking your data, apparently. So I'm with you on this. with yeah. Everything,
0: yeah. And 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 in in a way, Gmail is doing that for you also. I, I got recently. I mean, do you want to still subscribe to this newsletter? Because we have seen oh, that really? you haven't opened anything from them from for a month. I love that. <laughs> and that's good that. in a way, but it's also a bit uh, yeah. <laughs> so and uh, so they learn your I mean habits and so on. Oh. But they also, as I said, store them compared to, hey, but I thought the price point was a bit uh, bit steep for me. Yeah. And also with this, you said domain names and so on. But I like the idea, but I could also include that in show notes if I will find that oh, in my yeah. email. <laughs> <It's> cool. <laughs> An article about how you could set up your, you know, the stars and some kind of categories in order to make it easier. Similar to like the, have you heard about Eisenhower no, Matrix? What is that? Uh like, uh, like the, the general there, uh, Eisenhower. So he, he had like oh, yes, something that is important and audience. Yes. Yeah. So then it's with colors and then you could put that, everything that you get in your inbox or or task or whatnot. Of course, it's then it could be hard when it's a so-called a gray zone or you don't really know where to put it. And then it's also to take time to organize it edit. and that's Got the it. thing so, but, Some, I mean I'm
1: not the yeah. only one with this problem but, so uh, someone has to figure it
0: out <laughs> no yeah and, and of course if you haven't done that mm-hmm. already you could of course read uh, David Allen's book uh, Getting Things Done that's a good good start and I have a podcast together with a co-host called Johan Gustafsson and we talk about that in Swedish called "Produktivitet." so it's productivity plus tea so we are drinking drinking oh, a cup nice. of tea and when we talk about uh, this kind of stuff, but it's interesting how we are gone to using lots of apps and and uh, technologies and so on. But more and more getting more analog that we want to write things down and do your own, you know, check marks or or sign offs on something on with uh, pen and paper because that's a certain uh, feeling I mean, with, doing that also, yeah, like I have thinking a on paper.
1: You know, I am sure you've heard the concept of a CRM, like a client relationship manager, customer relationship manager, right? She's yep. in her 60s yep. and she is building a business and she is very she's amazing. Like she's a beast. So if she's listening to this, you're an amazing human being. Uh but she has kept all her notes on paper and it's blown my mind. But when I look at how meticulous she is, it absolutely blows my mind that you don't necessarily need all of these tools. But that's so much why I think it's overwhelming for a business owners, is because if you have to figure out like which tool you need to use, how to use it, like how to put in your system, like that's really complicated. Then you're like, who do I hire to help me figure this out? Like, that's the part that gets me stuck is because like, hey, was pretty simple, but like there's so many tools out there to help you organize your inbox, but it's like, I don't know how to figure that out. And I'm sure like my friends have figured it out. Filtering apparently works, but apparently filtering takes a lot of hours. Is it worth it? Do I need to manually like filter hmm. stuff out? Like Somebody has to like solve it, and I'm, I'm glad that they tried because I hope I hope it changes the world on emails. So we'll keep an eye out.
0: <laughs> yeah, my solution is, uh, but I don't know uh, if somebody will uh, pay for that advice. Is to, that you have to pay in order to uh, send emails because then Ooh. you will get away with lots of spam.
1: That's interesting. Uh,
0: but I mean, that's because we're st- talking about bartering and so on and taking something yeah. for granted. I mean, why why if compared to the when you send a physical envelope or, or a letter, you pay a postage.
1: Why why don't you do that pay with email? email?
0: And then somebody will say, "Oh, I can't afford it." But well, yeah, you, evaluate, then you have to find something yeah. a way to do it. Yeah. yeah, and of course nowadays you don't you could do it in micro micro nano whatever uh, percentage of uh, cents or dollars or or even better you could uh, connect it to silver or gold or, or uh, um, some you know um, blockchain <laughs> blockchain technology so yeah, yeah. I mean
1: yeah,
0: I, it, yeah so, so I, I wonder why 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 we haven't seen that yet yeah. uh, but of course somebody has come up with the idea and then see if it's <laughs> a, a,
1: feasible and
0: possible and if somebody want to pay for it, it but makes, I would do that and I mean in a way hey is doing that in a way uh, but I thought it was as I said, again I like the idea and the service but it's a bit <laughs> steep and then yeah. I think, as you said, uh, you could have resistance with others when you get suddenly you get something from uh, martin at high dot, uh, whatever, uh, dot com, and they wonder what kind of email address is that? Is that your own domain, yeah, that's or is it, you, that you I know? Couldn't get,
1: I i yeah, couldn't so, get over. They wanted people to switch. I couldn't get over that. What I like, I appreciate yeah. their price. There are some services I pay more money for that did a lot less for me. Like I was fully prepared to pay for it as a business owner. Like okay. I have a lot of software that I use to run my business. And some of them are like, you know, some I pay. One of them is yeah. like fifty bucks a month, and I'm like, eh, it's scary, it's fifty bucks a month. But it's like it helps me out so much that it was totally okay for me to spend. And like for ninety nine dollars, it's way cheaper than hiring that virtual assistant in the Philippines that could have done it for me. It would have taken a lot more per hours to figure this out. Yep. And I'm like, I you know if I can pay hundred dollars and not have this problem anymore, that's a hundred dollars. But I can go work, you know, for however long with my client. You know, short, I can do a session with a client, have that paid for. So I'm like. If I'm it's saving me that time and headache sifting through my inbox, like it might be worth the $100 stream. But I think if it's just a casual inbox, not related to a business, yeah, I don't know if it's worth it. But I would have paid for it I think if it did have that custom yeah. domain. The other thing I want to mention that this is really special about email is that yeah. email, unlike any other social media platform, there are no algorithms. Every, if you have someone's email, you can send them something to their inbox. Unless there's a spam blocker, they will get the thing. And I think that's something yep. that, you know, as a social media yep. manager, like it didn't hit me as hard till this year of like, that's why you have to drive tra- traffic to an email list. LinkedIn might lose its audience. There's competitors popping up. Who knows? Uh, Instagram might go away. Snapchat's already <laughs> dying. If you build a yep. whole audience on Snapchat, like unless you have their emails, you know, it's very hard to stay in touch with them. Unless you get them to follow you on other platforms, it gets very tough. So getting someone emailed becomes so valuable. And you're right. If you paid a little bit, people would value that that thing. But That's
0: why it's so valuable. That's why people give so much away just to get your email. So it's it's interesting. Yeah, and and that's why to joke to maybe I sound old then now, but the kids, so so to speak, they they value their email address very much. They they some some don't think they have email, but almost everyone have an email. Even if you have to sign up for an application, often you have to use an email.
1: Yeah.
0: So. yeah, so you have that, but uh, then you could have several email addresses and then have to figure out which oh, one, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But as you said, email is uh, yeah, the gold mine in a way, uh, and that's why I'm thinking about uh, this, about yeah. newslettering and so on. But that's also a challenge because I subscribe to hundreds of newsletters. No. and Do I read <laughs> everyone? No. And that's why I got this notification from uh, uh, Google uh, yeah. or Gmail if I should unsubscribe. Uh, and uh, but uh, I'm still for yeah. that idea because that's you could control your own yes. newsletter and then you could get new emails. But then you have, to a lot of work. I mean, uh, behave, in, exactly. in a to behave in a good way. Exactly, behave in a good
1: way. Let's. Why don't we like hack it out? Like, let's talk about what your emails could look like. Let's talk about like this is something that I've been thinking about a lot more yep. lately. Is that uh, I I saw Emily McGuire. She's an email marketer, a really cool lady. I featured her a little bit on my website. She's an email marketer, and she was talking about how. Uh, the old days of like, you know, people would send out newsletters in the mail or like a newsletter would be almost like a newspaper and people put tons and tons of content in there, yep. which, you know, made sense in logic when you're going from yep. like paper to like digital, but that's not what's going to work. The, the whole idea of the purpose of an email is to remind people that you're there. The same way that I said, my LinkedIn reminds people I'm there. Your email reminds people that you're there. And, if, and when you think about how many long, long, long emails you get with like tons of articles and links, that's actually not serving yep. a business. If you're trying to like remind people that you have something, one short email or that one long email broken up into four emails over a month is actually way more valuable because people, if you give people one solid tip or insight or something related to your business, it's worth so much more. It's light. It's easy. And it's not as overwhelming as probably the emails you're talking about. So that's why I actually just launched my email marketing after like over a year of prepping. I finally launched it in June. And I've had a bunch of emails go out and they're all short and sweet yep. and they all have a very clear call to action that guides people to book a consult with me so they can figure out if they want to hire me for a one-on-one social media session. And it's always a social media tip that's related to what I think yep. my audience wants. So it's been really cool so far. And, and that's where I spend the $50 a month on this software that does it, Active campaign. I love them, uh, but it's been really useful. I can see who clicks and who's yep. interested in all this kind of stuff. But I know that over time that reminding people I'm around will be huge for me. So I'm doing one every other week because that's what I can manage right now. And the idea is that I'm going to be able to reuse some of those emails too. You don't have to just send the same email. You know, you don't have to, you know, make a new email every time. You can repeat something and it's totally okay. There's always an opportunity to reinvent and that's what I'm going to do. And that's how I'm going to manage every other week emails. That's how you can too.
0: (laughs) That's, yeah, that's a good idea. And uh, I haven't done a long way until I came to that idea because I want to have a tool again that I want to, could use in a way, and that's Revue. So I pay five dollars per month using that, and it's you could drag and drop, and you could put like building blocks using Instagram photos, Twitter, uh, embed Twitters um, things and other things. So it's oh. more like a personal, a curated editorial <laughs> newsletter. It's of course about ego and about myself and what I have done. But it's also a tip or so on, but it's not a long newsletter with lots of links and so on. Uh, But it's and it's in a personal style. And I like revue. The guys were working with that because that's their business also. They have been thinking about this curated personal editorial newsletter. So it's more I mean I'm I'm all for these trip campaigns and others, but it's lots of how to say same, same. And if I feel that uh, people want to have me in their so-called funnel, I get a bit uh, worried. it's all okay, and uh, but you could do it in a personal way also. For example, I could mention that one that's very good at that is Chris Brogan. He has a newsletter and but it's very personal also. and if you reply to exactly. that that will respond. so so I think that's a good thing, and that's what I want to talk with potential clients also because Lots of professionals, they don't have newsletters. They know about newsletters and they subscribe to them, but they don't have anything else themselves because they don't know how to do it or what to put into it. it And and we can teach them
1: how Uh, to do it. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: so that's that's good. So anything else yeah. on 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 your mind here? We talk about other things oh, uh, sure. probably for another time. But tenure uh, it, about yes. academia. I but, look. The uh, whole I, idea
1: with this whole tenure thing is that I wanted people. I want to just give topics that people can debate that are professional, and that's what that and, and our topic earlier about bartering yeah. are great topics that when I when I finally get LinkedIn Live, whenever it happens, I want to host a show where I get people to debate those topics because they're juicy and there's lots of different opinions on it. And I Mm. love finding the middle ground and learning from different opinions. So that's why I shared them with you is because I'm itching to do them on another platform. So I was like, if I can give you some topics, we will. But that's um, good. Like you said, I love that you shared that, that email tool. People don't know how to do this stuff. They don't know what to share about themselves. And I tell people there's, there's so much, they don't know what people want to know about It's It's what your story is, what you care about. I know a lot more now about what you care about. It's what you can help them with. Is it an answer to a question? that your leads are constantly asking you? Is it some sort of insight that they don't know about? That's what I think about is that when it comes from you, the person and not somewhere else, like you can drive people to keep getting to know you better. If you're sending them to other websites, it isn't, it's a nice way to start, but ultimately you want to guide them to being interested in what you have to offer. And that's the simplicity of an email thing. And and that engagement and the one-on-one connection makes a huge difference. There's a reason I have 60, 60 out of 60% open rates. It's because people like me and they trust me and I haven't, taking advantage of their email. That's good. So yeah, that's a little
0: bit of that. That's great. great. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And that's what I like about podcasting and blogging also and being a blogger for a long time. So I saw that you had a medium account and I paid that now for a premium because I like that idea also, but I haven't stopped. I I still have lots of people following me there, but I have, and I have liked lots of uh, content there and comment. But I haven't started yet because I have yeah. to have a plan there. But, and my first wow. uh, Medium post will about, be about my yeah. Twitter name, uh, Lyceum. And, and now my Twitter name is Lyceum Peripatos. Oh, and that's uh, the uh, Greek uh, school, Athens, uh, Aristotle School in Greece. So I handed over, uh, my Twitter handle Lyceum to a podcast uh, uh platform called Lyceum, Zachary Davis, and he reached out to me on I think it was LinkedIn and wonder about my uh Twitter handle. And we had an interesting conversation and then it came to that I handed it over to them. Uh, and when we had an agreement and a deal and uh, wow. so so that's pretty fascinating. See, that's and so uh, so I, so I will write about it. My <laughs> my first post there. <laughs> Um, but have you, because I seen I that you have a Medium account, uh, yeah. but you haven't it for some time. What what have been your experience with that, so, uh, well, with here's blogging what I there think. on Medium? So the
1: part of what I teach when it comes to teaching my clients of how to do social media is so that they need to experiment with different platforms. So anytime I, I saw a platform come out that was different, I was yeah. trying to play with it because, like you said, like you don't have a set plan for it. Like to do really well on a platform, you have to have some sort of plan. Right. You have to have content ideas, you have to be consistent. And for me right now, it's just LinkedIn. I post once a month on LinkedIn, but I've been consistent the last year and a half. And that's how people grow. Uh, you have to keep yourself in their head because if you're missing for a while, they forget about you. Uh, so you have to stay fresh. So link, so Medium wasn't something I strategized about, but it was a place to house different blogs that I wanted to share because I really wasn't crazy about my own blog at that point, And I just wanted to put some stuff out. Uh, but it was a nice experiment. And I do have, you know, 203 mm-hmm. followers. I'll take it. Uh, that's another social media hack. When you get to a platform early before all your friends, they will get notified that there's someone that they know it's on the platform and they'll probably follow you. So, so that was good for me to just have it. And then I started uploading different things that I thought were interesting, like how I got on a Netflix show. Somebody wanted to take advantage of me for a job and i think they were kind of sleazy about mm-hmm. it my favorite elephant story why i chose not to lose weight so anyway then not knowing how, what to call what i did for a living i didn't know what i wanted to call myself for the longest time i didn't get your social media shirt as a name till just over a year ago but i had been doing this business for more than two years and i've been in social media from like what seven years uno- like officially and like since i was 14 years old unofficially like there's a lot of articles in there of like, I just wanted to put this out there and I just didn't know where. And it was my experiment. Did I advertise a lot of these things? No, but they were there as something, as a kind of a house for what I was putting out. So I can think about the fact that if I want to do medium or I don't want to do medium. So that's me.
0: Yeah. And, and it's great. And uh, probably also what I, that to learn about new things and learn reading good content. Uh, it could be both easier and easier uh, when you search and find but it could be also harder and harder so that's why it's interesting to these things pops up another um, social media platform or maybe i should say a search engine that i learned from a podcast conference it was one expert there and i know i don't remember her name but uh, i could figure it out because i think i tweeted to her uh, and got the deck is pinterest and i i have an account there but i i'm not using it uh, uh, actively now but when I, after her presentation i got like oh i maybe have to take another look because it's it oh, is yeah. a search engine after google after youtube uh, and amazon it's it's up there and if you have a special interest like i have oh, with I tea, tea, for example i like spicy food so i have a podcast a new podcast called hot and spicy review but i will talk about hot sauces and spicy food if you start to populate this and having content and Then you could be found in that way, but then of course you have to have time with it and and so on. Uh, So that's why I have to figure something out and maybe uh, getting some that you have some cooperation or do something. Find like-minded individuals that you could do something together. Uh, But uh, what's your Uh, take on uh, Pinterest?
1: I I, I say this to my clients all the time. There's so many shiny objects when it comes to marketing and social media that, like even now, like I'm trying to dig into SEO like I'm sort of seen as a LinkedIn expert, but there's, a, it's I really like love to teach like a mindset about how to do this stuff. So I'm glad that you've experimented with it. I joined Pinterest early. And again, I also have a lot of followers on there. I have 194 following right now on Pinterest. So that's cool. Uh, but the search engine thing, I think that's super interesting. But again, it's like, is this the place you want to be? Is this the audience you want to serve? I don't know. But I have heard from other TikTokers that if you share a TikTok on Pinterest, uh, you get boosted up in their algorithm and people see your your stuff which I think is super cool do I think it's a content platform for everybody I don't yeah. know I think there's a huge mom population on there uh, I know if you go on tailwind there's tailwind tribes yeah. that helps you kind of boost a bunch, boost your content amongst mm. other people who are in your space to get more eyeballs uh, I don't know exactly how that works but mm. I, I don't think it's the battle that I'm gonna take today but if there's a passive way I can do it it can't hurt but it's not where I'm going to strategize, but it's something worth playing with and see if it's something that you want to put your time and energy into.
0: And that's for the record and joke, because that's one uh, tool that I will not, I know about it. I, uh, I've looked at it, but ah! I will not use it. And that's TikTok. Oh, let's go. Uh, let's several go. Ready for this
1: battle. Let's go. Uh, what do you think uh, about TikTok? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: it is, how, it is the whole story about how they created it. Uh, I'm for a free China, Taiwan. And uh, I'm, I'm for uh, trade, but oh, it's yes, some fishy okay. business there. So they did it very quickly and they collected data. Yeah, it have been lots of stories about that. And that's why they say wanted to shut it down. I'm not, I think the market should decide that, not uh, politicians. But it, it is some signs there. But what I see, what now, for example, Instagram, owned by Facebook, is yeah, now I testing out is these, these reels, you know, uh, videos. And I started to watch this and I, I got, this is funny in a way, but then I got the same feeling as, as I did when I started with Instagram, that I had to, so-called, so it's yeah. my free will, I do what I want to do, but I so-called had to scroll through all my 300s, now I'm more than that, but I think, context on Instagram, uh, the first thing in the morning and the last thing before bed. Yeah. Now I don't do that anymore. But when I saw these reels, I, I did this refreshing, refreshing and said, Okay. Another music video that I don't understand <laughs> yeah. because it's not my type of music. And then I got, got some, you know, it's lots of political things now going on, but then I got some content <laughs> right, like cats Instagram. that I like and so on. But then after, after, after 15 minutes, I wonder what I have done. It's okay. I've day. done some scrolling here. It's interesting. I understand why Instagram yeah. is copying TikTok. Uh, it's all good but yeah so,
1: so that's my take on it i um, appreciate that it's cool to hear uh some perspectives on this uh I, yeah the data stuff i don't know i think yeah there's i think there's some political situation i don't know what you're getting in sweden but like i think there's some political they're trying to make tiktok cheap so an american company can buy it and this whole who la but like it does have, they, they want to make, it, yeah, yeah, Microsoft, they wanna make yeah. it cheaper. And if, if Trump puts on some bad news about it, like it's probably only going to help lower that number. I don't know if he's got any personal investments in mm. making money off of this TikTok deal, but definitely very controversial, very fascinating. But for me, like I love TikTok. The community they have is very different. I think Facebook is smart and they're trying to like steal ideas okay. from everywhere else because they, they have the thing that no one else has, which is basically yeah. every single person on the internet is on there. And so they they literally stole everything from mm. TikTok, including the famous songs. A lot of the famous reels on there are literally direct from TikTok, which TikTok allows for. But, you know, what I love about yeah, I TikTok that. is that it helps find yeah. stuff that I like. Like you said, you like tea. I love tea. And TikTok is really good about figuring that out. They know I love regular mm. tea, but I also love bubble tea. And TikTok found out that I liked it. Now, they know that if they put a mm. bubble tea yeah. video in front of her, she's going to like it and she's going to love it. Uh, they know, you know, they found Oh, it's so okay. interesting. They're so good That's at it. And as like a Middle Eastern Jew, like who, like, there's no, there's not yeah. a lot of us in Chicago. They figured that out about me and how I'm connecting with so many people who yeah. have lived in similar lives to me that live everywhere else in the world. And they found them and they put them in front of me. And I never would have been able to find them on Instagram unless you like unless you like build up following on your own. Like okay. it's very hard to find new people on there. And here, this algorithm is pushing new people in front of me that I didn't know I wanted. And and no TV channel has ever done that for me, and has found mm. people that look like me, who sound like me, who have interests like me. They they haven't done that, and I, I so much appreciate the culture there that they really put a diverse amount of people in front of the people that need them, and and that to me has been a life changer. So
0: okay, that's that's interesting. So when you yeah. have a good personal experience of that, and I interesting that you share that because I had that discussion with most mine group uh, that we have. Uh, Facilitated through thistle and uh, some people in uh, in Australia that i have been talking on on a regular basis, and there it was uh, um, he talked about that one of the guys there about TikTok and uh, he gave a very good story and a case for it uh, and had uh, tested it out himself. But what I said, it's not for me, but it's very interesting story and also again uh, that if you have potential clients is are their customers there because be it's very surprised. easy to jump on the bandwagon yeah, because it's it only popular. Yeah. yeah. And then how long it will be how long will it be interesting and trending or will it be a fad? Mm. That, that, that you never know. And I have all, I it's, have a question exactly about something. the music. Yeah. I
1: mean, the is it copyright? For sure. And it hasn't been yeah. worked out yet.
0: So but it's it's interesting what you see that they, they are uh, giving you suggestions research. and and so on. And in a way, that's that's, that's fascinating. So I'm I'm glad glad to hear that.
1: When you want to get someone to watch a YouTube video, it's very hard to know what's good that's inside. Here, I know that it's going to be less than one minute. So the amount of risk I have to take before watching a video is a lot lower. I think with YouTube, like unless you have a a teaser reel at the beginning uh, to show you what's inside, which most YouTubers don't have that, like unless you're like the try guys, uh, like who have like who have editors in house Mm. to do it, who give you like the... The highlight reel so you know what's inside like most people don't do that even with a podcast it's like they don't know that we talked about emails they don't know we talked about tenure they don't know we talked about bartering in this thing unless you tell them which is what you're doing with the show notes right so i think that the the amount of risk to figure out if content is good is a lot lower on tiktok than anywhere else so i i love that and and like you said too like there are eyeballs on there to buy stuff to sell stuff i bought items because i saw them on tiktok and and there's Someone said that there's like 88% of businesses are on Instagram. I think supposedly only 3% of businesses are on TikTok. And there's plenty of eyeballs. And you said, is it going to be a fad? I hope not. I've been on TikTok for four years. It was musically for four years ago. I joined musically that end up merging into TikTok. So I've been on there for a long time. It's been thriving. So we'll see where it goes. I think the world has just woken up to it now. And the possibilities, we'll see what happens. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I want more TikTok. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see
0: Okay, that's good. That's good to hear. Uh, and uh, have you have you tested out Byte? That was uh, not almost like a spin off. Uh, oh, of, yeah, no, uh,
1: yeah. I didn't try it, In but you know, maybe I'm gonna download and see. We'll, we'll see what we get. I should experiment. Yeah, so that could... one I haven't done yet. So yeah,
0: do it and. See. Yeah, so but it's great to hear that you have a good experience from and a fascinating story. Yeah. So I, I will I will follow it along. But okay. I, will, I will not join, okay. but I will follow it along. And if I have somebody that's interested. Sure. I could, sure.
1: I could and you know what? That's the whole you, idea so that you good. experiment and beyond and, and it's not about you having to be on TikTok. I think that's one of the beauties of TikTok is that the content from TikTok can be shared on any other platform. So a lot of people will experience TikTok through a share on Facebook, mm-hmm. a share on LinkedIn, a share on Twitter because you can, the videos can go anywhere on the web. So you might not have to find TikTok, but it'll find okay. you.
0: Yeah, and w- yeah, I, I, and that's what I saw on on the Reels feature on Instagram. It was lost. Exactly. I saw this symbol TikTok See,
1: exactly. On, <laughs> plenty of them. So, so that's so. the crazy part of all this.
0: So, yeah. So, anything else uh, before um, we wrap up? I,
1: like, there are listeners out here who who want to learn more about how to get more out of their marketing and their network i'm a click away uh i can be found on yoursocialmediasharpa.com at shai.ly that's my personal website so that was a fun domain i got uh, i'm happy to cheer people on i want to see people play with the platforms even if they decide they hate tiktok like you just said it's okay as long as you've seen a little bit of it played with it <laughs> you know, there's, there's always so much more to learn. I didn't learn to be a marketer from like, I didn't, I didn't go to school to be a marketer. Ironically, I'm teaching a social media class at the University of Chicago right now, but I never took class on how to do this. I learned by experience. So I'm glad that, yeah, exactly. Both of us have done this thing and I Same think it's wonderful. So I, I want to cheer people on to experiment with these things, even if they don't commit to Pinterest, even if they don't commit to bite or whatever it is to play with medium, to play with Quora, whatever it is. Like, I think there's, there's so much to learn there. Uh, that's what I really want to shout out. If anybody wants to improve their LinkedIn profile, I give away my favorite LinkedIn profile examples on my website, yoursocialmediasharpa.com, uh, to cheer them on. So, uh, that's a little bit about where I want to send folks. Uh, but I, I, love what you're doing here and I love that you also have a love of social media, but also have a critical eye on it too. And I think, I think we could talk about the stuff for days and I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you got to bring me on here, uh, to share that. <laughs> So that's a big
0: one. And uh, as the end of this podcast, you have to tell a little bit about oh, your yeah. own podcast experiment and also your uh, ah!
1: your interest in <laughs> yeah, bubble so, tea. Uh, bubble tea is delicious. Not everyone makes it perfect. I like when the bubbles are chewy and sweet, and I like when the milk tea is blended and sweet or not blended and sweet. I like it when there's that, that sugar water at the bottom with the brown sugar. It's all delicious. So I am always looking for stuff to do. One of my social media experiments was I made Bubble Tea Chicago on Instagram. Uh, if I cared and I had the capacity, I would go nuts with it because there's no one doing it in Chicago. There's You go to California, there's a million Bubble Tea accounts, but no one's doing it in Chicago. I thought, wow, I have an opportunity here. But the amount of effort it takes, I just don't have the capacity for. But I love it so much. So that's something, in an experiment I did on social media. And then I have my podcast, Do What I Love, Love What I Do. Is that the journey of getting to where I am today? Like I wanted to document that. I think maybe I got inspired by Gary Vee a little bit uh, wanting people to know what my day-to-day grind was. What are the emails yeah. I have to deal with? What are the meetings Good. I have to deal with? What are the client headaches that I have mm. to deal with? Also like what's life happening? Uh, so I put like a ton of different topics on there and lucky for you, you don't have to invest a lot of time to figure out if you want to listen to more. Every episode's only two minutes. So if you find an episode title that is you draw, you're drawn to listen to it if I amuse you listen to another one it's very short and sweet and it's it's a fun journey to to take my audience on and especially I had I told it to only a handful of friends and a lot of them listened to the whole thing and I said oh that's great. So it was my experiment last year. I think I did it for what like 3 months, 4 months and, and people loved it. So we'll see what happens next. We we
0: have we have to talk about that because I like the idea how to document it because that's what often but I talk about that it's yeah. inspired by Gary Vaynerchuk uh, to to potential uh, solopreneurs, but also to big organization. But what what could you document in a, in a interesting, professional, fun way and and uh, play around with it and do it? Yeah. just do it as uh, Nike yeah. say. So so that's yeah. great. And I have to ask when when you talked about bubble tea and food, we talked about this uh, yeah. food chef uh, feed where. Where where could I get um, pastrami bagel? bagel in Chicago? I Do you think, like that? I would say
1: the two different things about where you can yeah. go to both. I don't know. Actually, maybe not. Maybe you want to go to, like, one of the, what is yeah. it, Manny's Deli? I think that's a famous one. I don't know. I haven't been there. I'm not. That's not, I haven't really ordered that very yeah. often, but I, I imagine they would have it. Manny's Deli. you're here.
0: Great. Because I. I like bagels and I like pastrami. There's a place and called Tivera the bagel is, down the street for me. I actually so. have a
1: gift card. I haven't used it yet. I got it for my birthday last year, so maybe I have to go there soon to get some food. But uh I thought I wish I knew more. I like I have a friend, yeah. my friend uh Sidney Shapiro. He loves pastrami and he will live for it, so I'm sure he's the guy that uh that knows all that stuff. So
0: Yeah, because I really I really want to know what is a real pastrami in the meat and how, how you Prepare it, even if I wouldn't do it myself. But uh, it, it's interesting uh, because I had a great experience yeah. there in America when I tested that and had that uh-huh. on on a, like a deli, a, simple sure. deli in New York, and uh, with history. Thank you. And uh, that's also like a Jewish yeah, sure. uh, tradition. Yeah. Because we, we, we could probably have oh, sure. another talk about that, the so-called and, cuisine yeah. by Jewish. Well, see, Jewish. the thing is, but this a, is also bagel the funny I like.
1: thing, too, is that a bagel <laughs> is a very European Jewish thing, and, like, most Jews in Chicago, that's great. Well, yeah. wait till you have what Middle like. Eastern, like, Moroccan Jewish food or Persian Jewish food, because that is, there's a lot more flavor. Yeah. That's There's a lot of TikTok yeah, how that how that's like. got more flavor, more fun. Yeah. But yeah, but that's like a European Jewish thing, and so growing up, a lot of my peers were from a European Jewish background, and so like you know, of course, everybody like eats bagels, but um, but that's something that's like you know, I grew up yeah. with, but it wasn't like it wasn't my heritage necessarily, but I kind of acquired it, but like being in America and being in Chicago, so it is good.
0: Yeah, and now we have. Now we have uh, to talk with that with Jewish humor. What oh, would you funny. say so about bacon? Ba- is like, bacon I then. think
1: there's a lot of Jews that love bacon despite not necessarily being kosher. Look, I'm yeah, not a perfect Jew. To I love meat some shrimp. I love some lobster, crawfish, all that stuff. I and mean, I went to Jewish day school and everything. I love seafood, but I will not eat bacon. That is my, my foot goes down. My mom has like scared me enough mm-hmm. to be like, no bacon, no bacon. So. But Jewish humor is everything. So many <laughs> Jews connect to Judaism by by humor rather than religion. I don't think most Jews in America are religious by any means, but I think they care about their heritage and their culture. That's I also make a have. joke all the time that, like, Jude- I feel like Jews invented atheism for all I know. Like, you can be a Jewish atheist and still be Jewish, because religion and God yeah. is not, like, you know, linked. Yeah, necessarily. Know. It's not required to be Jewish. So it's there's a lot of humor there. A lot of good Jewish yeah. humor. <laughs>
0: That's good to know. We will spread the good word about that because I'm an atheist, but I call myself that I believe in reason, and I recently started a podcast with a fellow blogger called Blair, and that is called the Secular Foxhole. We will talk about these uh, issues and topics. So, uh,
1: yes, oh, that's separation between church and state. That's a whole topic we can go into too. But like, I'm hearing how many podcasts do you have? I'm hearing at least three now. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> too many. So-called so too, too many. Podcast
1: medium. I can see that. That's a yeah.
0: Nice thing. Yeah. I do that. I do. Yeah, I do that. So I enjoy it very much and everyone I think has everyone a has a podcast inside themselves. Oh, uh, same as a, as a book. So
1: you wrote that book? book. That, that is a book right
0: now. Yeah. No, I've re- written a book about wait. tea. That's one. I have two podcasts oh, about tea. Oh my God, tea. that's so funny. Wait a second. I have my English. favorite
1: teas. What are your favorite teas or do you want to share mine? Because I love tea
0: yeah that what that what uh, that I told uh, uh, Raymond Ray I think uh, <laughs> it's depending on the situation so uh, right now I'm, oh, I'm drinking think... lapsang Shushong from China. Ooh. It's a smoked uh, black tea. it almost uh, smells like tar but uh, it's yeah it, it has like uh, you, you could say what? like whiskey or cigar smoke or something like that. So it, it it's it's leaves that you have on a car. Coal and, and, and a fire. So it's very smoky.
1: Nice.
0: So that's one kind of tea. Yeah. For
1: every occasion.
0: So you have tea for every uh, situation. Bubble, yeah. Uh, bubble tea is my including tree for myself.
1: So, especially yeah. on a Saturday, like during the day or Sunday during the day. I'm, I am at, so this is a sad reality. I love my favorite tea of all time is Earl Grey. Like I am, love Earl Grey. Like I've been an Earl Grey junkie mm-hmm. since my cousin gave me uh, this really cool tea bag of Earl Grey. And I was like, this is so good. But now I'm very caffeine sensitive, so I can't have it like past like 10 or 11 in the morning. Same with bubble tea sometimes. So that's usually my go to. I only started drinking it again lately in the mornings. Mm. Uh, But I drink that. I like some herbals and some sweet teas. And oh, I love sweet tea. I can make a good sweet tea. Uh, But I have a a good caffrell gray.
0: That's good. Then you have to share share, share the recipe with it.
1: Just take tea, take your favorite black tea, pour a bag of sugar in the. The thing, and you're good to go, and put some ice in it. That's it, and then you, you know you hopefully okay, you got to watch your good. blood sugar, and then you'll be in good shape. <laughs> that's my uh yeah. I'll make some tea, and I put you know what I do now. I'll take tea, and I'll put oat milk in it. And oat milk is like really delicious, and it's like a good alternative to like coffee creamer. So it's, mm. it's it gives it a nice like nutty like mm. very like thick delicious texture. So uh that's something I love to do. So I love that you also love tea. So yeah my uh actually this is something cool to look up on the internet potentially there's a uh, try guys i love the try guys great youtube account uh zach one of the four guys made his own tea company and he document just like gary b said he documented the process of him starting the company and it was a really cool journey and he made this tea to help solve a problem which was uh he has like a medical condition that like causes him like chronic pain and he made a tea that helps with inflammation and he crafted it himself, and he shows the entire process of him building the tea, mm-hmm. the branding, the marketing, the website, and everything. And it was one of the most wonderful YouTube series I've ever seen. So that's a fun, one. yeah.
0: Wow, yeah. that's interesting. And that oh you have gosh, to yeah. uh, tell me more about, and cool. uh, we will look look into that. So it, it's oh, absolutely yeah, it's been great to talk to you and uh, you you have to then uh, sign up have a quote to for say you. whatever you want
1: you ready so, for this this is my favorite yeah. social media quote It yeah. can apply to anybody in business yeah. or in life or beyond I wish I had written it but I didn't it's social media related social media is about the people not about your business provide for the people and the people will provide for you that's my favorite social media quote so mm-hmm. yeah that, that is uh, the epicenter of everything so you give for people and the people yeah. will come back you treat your people well you reply to every email. You build those relationships and they will come back for you they'll they'll do they'll they'll come back and do nice things for you so that's my hope
0: yeah so <laughs> thank you very much uh, yes I'll see you online. And, uh, talk to you soon again cheers yeah cheers